Welcome to Spirit Speaks, where angels and non-physical beings of pure love share their wisdom, perspectives, and tools to help you in your life. I'm your host, Lisa Virtue, and I channel spirit by allowing them to use my voice to speak directly to you. I'm also an energy healer, where through personal, customized sessions, I facilitate your transformation to your most amazing self. Spirit has been working with me for over a decade, and in that time, I've been witness to many miracles and life-changing moments. I've experienced a multitude in my own journey, so know firsthand what truly is possible. It is our desire, Spirit and myself, to support you in living your most authentic, beautiful life. Welcome to the show, and welcome to a new year 2021, a blank canvas yet to unfold. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Nancy Dennison on the last show, a different format than we've had before, and I hope to bring you more interesting interviews in the time to come. I'm sure the universe will deliver to us all sorts of people with fascinating stories, spiritual experiences that we can delve in to what occurred for them and find the richness in the messages that they've come to share with us. I know Nancy had so many things that she experienced in the afterlife that, well, she wrote five books from it, and you could go deeper and deeper into just each one single one of the experiences that happened of the multitude that she underwent. I am planning to have Nancy back on the show to not only talk more about the details of what happened to her, but how she has taken what she learned and integrated it into life and the wisdoms that she has that she can share with all of us to help us in our lives. So that should be really fun and I will let you know when that's coming up. There's a lot of new things happening for the show. I've started a new YouTube channel that launched with the interview with Nancy Dannison, but I'm also dedicating a new page to Spirit Speaks where you can actually comment on the episode so you can provide uh, your insights that you got from listening to what Spirit had to share, your comments on the show, and we can have more of an interactive dialogue about each episode. So visit lisavirtue.com and you'll find that there. I look forward to spending some more time conversing with you. Last year, Spirit held our hand and helped us to navigate through some very uncharted times. We were really given the opportunities to learn about ourselves and the world, to dig deep and find those lessons, to take on making significant changes. I encourage you to revisit some of the episodes from last season. There's some very rich nuggets in there that can help you make those shifts, that can help you to walk through more easily when challenges present in your life. I've been applying what they offered in my own life, and I've really been taking the time to wait for inspiration instead of trying to make things happen. And thankfully, many things have been inspired. The interview, 
the YouTube channel, the dedicated page for Spirit Speaks, and yet one other new thing is the format for today's show. Spirit has chosen to speak to us today in the form of a parable. So they've taken their wisdoms they wish to share and wrapped them in a beautiful story. What I love about parables is they have rich insights that can be applied throughout the ages. That any number of circumstances and situations and people can be overlaid on the story and the wisdoms gleaned about maybe what you can do or how you can do something differently to solve what might be a problem. It's likely that right away you'll see how the story connects with your life. But don't worry too much about trying to absorb all the lessons and integrate them all at once. This is something that is going to unpack over time. You can always go back and listen again to glean new understandings. Today, sit back, enjoy, and allow what comes in this first wave to settle in for you. I'll join you again after the channeling to talk about what Spirit had to share with us. Welcome all. We thank you for coming to listen to us today. We would like to share a story or a parable. There was a time when there once was a man who was humble about his life. He did not share his achievements. He did not look at them as anything extraordinary. He simply went about his day calm, in a peaceful manner. In the same town was a man who was full of bravado, who boasted about all that he could do and many things that he couldn't actually do but told people he could. He spoke of the amazing things that he'd experienced and drew in the crowds. He talked of this and that that would make them feel better. He asked them to worship him in a way, to stand in awe at his feet, For while he had achieved certainly many things, the way in which he expressed it led people to think it was something of a greater stature. Some things were not technically lies, but when you ask someone, what they received was not so accurate. Time went on, and the crowds drew, and the man grew quite wealthy and famous. He had adoring fans that called on him constantly. 
to help them in their lives to overcome their challenges. But a day came when a great tragedy befell the town. A great devastation came to their region. And not a word this man shared alleviated the situation. Not a person was helped by his grandiose speeches. And somewhere within him, of course, was a desire to help people. But he became aware that it did not have the impact he originally desired. He became aware that he had become caught up in the drama, in the performance, in all of the things that went into cultivating a prosperous vocation. The man started to see as these followers fell away that what was left what remained was only that nugget of his original inspiration and how much had become blown up like a balloon distracting entertaining but not that core nugget the man took some time to reflect to return within himself to what he was really called to do and while this man stepped away from the crowds stepped away from being visible the people came to their own realizations. Much of what they felt they'd been receiving was temporary. It felt good in the moment. It seemed to relieve in the moment. But without their perceived guru, without this one who was bestowing on them all of this support. They found they did not have much left. Oh, they did find that the pieces that they got from this man's original nugget that came through were still there to support them. They had learned some lessons and were able to implement them they had received some benefit, but felt very let down that their own journeys had not transformed to the degree which they thought it they had. That when all was said and done, they did not have the resources themselves to maintain what they'd become accustomed to. One day, 
a young boy and his grandfather happened across the other man, the humble man. They noticed him tending his garden with his beautiful uh, crops of vegetables growing so robustly. His demeanor, a happy one, quietly whispering to himself gratitudes. The young boy pulled on his grandfather's sleeve and asked him what made this man so happy in this time when everyone was so unhappy. I do not know, grandson. Why don't we ask him and find out? So they approached this one and said, Dear sir, beg our pardon, but we've noticed how happy you seem to be, how lush a garden you have. What is it that brings you to be so joyful in this time? There is no one in this town that I have seen feeling so positive. What is your secret? Thank you, neighbor, for stopping to connect with me. I'm so appreciative of your presence and this beautiful time that we have to share together. The grandfather and the grandson looked at each other quizzically. What a strange greeting. There is no secret to my happiness. It is available for everyone. But if you would like to know what brings me joy, I am grateful that I have air to breathe. I am grateful for this glorious day and how it nourishes my vegetables. I am happy to see their growth. I love how they bloom and then bring forth fruits. I love the feeling of the soil on my hands as I uproot the seeds that are not my intentions here. You see, I chose this spot because it had the most nourishing sun, the most access to nature's bountiful resources. I spoke with the land of my intention to grow my sustenance here in love and joy. That my appreciation of the resources that the earth has to offer are so bountifully available. And as I set my intention to grow big, beautiful crops in this land, I set my love into the soil as I worked it to be just right for the seeds. And with each seed, I planted them with loving gratitude and appreciation for their life and appreciation for the bounty that they offer to me my own sustenance from their growth. That we can reciprocate to each other in this way. That I support their health and well-being through careful cultivation, through weeding the garden, ensuring they have the soil, the water, the nutrients that they need.
And when they are ready to release their harvest, the crop, that I receive it gratefully. And I do not ask them to release their their vegetables, what we call their fruits, before it's time. There is a perfect timing when they are ready to release and offer to me what they have grown. And with such love I receive and appreciate the nourishment. The grandfather and grandson were quite impressed by this perspective, by this attitude. Dear sir, this is a wonderful way to approach growing your crops. And we see how your your vegetable garden has very much bloomed from it. They are very robust crops. But how does this affect you in the rest of your life? For you never seem to complain or be ill or down on your luck. In fact, you do not seem to have been affected very much by what has gone on for the rest of the town. How is this? Dear sirs, he says, how I am with my vegetable garden is how I am with everything in my life. Everything I give gratitude for and appreciate in a mutual reciprocity. For there is nothing that I consume, that I utilize, that I have not given gratitude and offered my own energies towards. I seek balance in all aspects of my life. To feel as if I have honored that which I am receiving from and that I may also lovingly give. That is very interesting, the grandfather said. Yes, grandson, what is it? As the grandson tugged at his robe. But how come he has not been affected, as everyone else has? And they turned to look at the man. It is not that I have not been affected. For I have seen within my own sphere what is going on. But it is my choice to find the benefit. It is being given for purpose. And I choose to receive lovingly, with appreciation, what it is giving me the opportunity to understand. I hold no ill will towards it. I choose to reflect to notice what corners of my life this is impacting, that this touches. And it is there I will find my greatest wisdom. For those corners are corners that I have unwittingly neglected. And as I turn my awareness to them and I shine the light of my loving curiosity with an intention to appreciate what I will discover, then I find it easier to see what is there and to adapt 
what I need to adapt to make a shift for the positive. For no matter how holy we seem to have found ourselves, there is always some corner to look at more deeply, to shine our light and our awareness on more brightly, to offer love more intensely. I see this as a beautiful gift, for what I receive is more love, more light that I offer to myself. And while it is easy sometimes to feel that the things that are seen are unpleasant, it is in that moment I recognize I am now moving towards joy. That once I have witnessed, I move towards joy. So the path for me is a lively, upbeat one. And so I hold a song in my heart all days. A song that says I am alive and I am enjoying my progress. I can see beauty in everything because I choose to. That is the secret that is no secret. I am able to choose and I choose love. I choose joy. I see between you two a beautiful love that you share. How you adore each other. What a gift that is that you have. I'm sure you can choose to find that type of joy in many other places should you decide to look in that way. The grandfather and the grandson nodded their agreement for they loved each other immensely. And these kind words, they understood. They knew that they could choose. They knew they had that ability, that power in themselves to look at the world how they desired to. And so the grandfather and the grandson bid goodbye and walked on their way. And when they got home, they shared the story of their encounter with their family. The grandson was very excited in deciding how he was going to look at things now and ran about the house, pointing it out to everyone. I will no longer see this dirty sock and think it stinky and awful. I am grateful that I have socks to cover and warm my feet and the ability to clean them when they get soiled. I'm so happy to have socks for my feet. And as he ran around with glee, seeming to glow brighter and brighter in his joy, his family was encouraged to join him as he tugged their hands and asked them to find ways to see things. And as the family shared 
this moment of choosing delight. They could feel the weight on their shoulders lessen. They could feel their hearts lighten and the whole room felt lighter. Soon, this decision to choose the joyful perspective began spreading through the town. The children delighted in the activity and the adults found their delight infectious. Soon neighbors were greeting each other in a new way. And when the discussion came around to what had befallen the town, new words were being used. New insights were being shared. And after not too, too long, the situation changed. Life grew more pleasing. The town felt more healthy and prosperous. And one day, the young boy was skipping along the street and he noticed a man huddled in his home. The door had swung open and he could see it was gray inside. And he noticed that this was so different than the town had become. He called out to the man, Why are you not in joy, dear sir? Come outside and enjoy the day. As the man slowly raised his head, the young boy recognized that he had been the guru, the exalted one everyone had adored. And he asked the man why he no longer felt so happy and positive. And the man said, when the town was befallen, I saw that nothing I had done offered anyone a way out. I feel ashamed that I could not have actually given them what they needed to be happy. I thought I was. I do not deserve a happy day. I feel I have deceived everyone. I feel that I have cursed the town. Sir, I remember how you were. I remember how you made people feel. You gave them hope. You lightened their load. That cannot have been bad. But it was not lasting. And I made myself out greater than I was, just so they would look to me, so that I would feel better about myself, about my own value. All right, said the boy, but you can change that now. How can I change that? It's long done. The little boy had been getting a lot of wisdom from his elders, and he had absorbed it like a sponge, because it all rang as truth for him. He felt that he could share his wisdom with this man, 
Sir, you can choose to look another way. You can choose to see your own growth. You may have found something that was unpleasant to see. And maybe your corner was the size of a room. But sir, why don't you come out in the day? I'm sure the light will help you to feel better. Come out here where the sun is bright and the birds are singing and the air is fresh. I think, sir, that you have seen some things you'd like to change. Is that right? I would love to change them, but I don't know how. It starts with the choice, sir. To be joyful that you've seen it. To be joyful you know what you want that's different. For you can only feel better as you move towards it. Look at all of us. Look how happy everyone's become. But I did not do that for them. But they found it within themselves. You can find within yourself. And so the man came out of his house. And as he stepped out into the street, he was greeted by some people who he had previously interacted with. And he was so surprised that they greeted him with warmth and love. He was sure that they would have stoned him if he had shown his face, calling him a charlatan. Sir, we do not see you in that way. We are very appreciative for all that you did that helped us when we needed it. You helped us to feel better. And there are many ideas that you had that we kept and that we grew from. Sir, we know that you were doing what you thought was right. You were following what had been laid out before you as the way to go. We know you didn't have an ill intent for us. You were not intending to cause us harm. Nor did you. And we see now that you are growing as we are growing. That you have seen where you have spaces that can be developed. Isn't it wonderful that we can see these things? We feel so joyful now that we are able to move in a way that feels better for us, that feels more right. Sir, what is right for you, you will find. And we welcome you to come into the community. We have all been enjoying the stories of what each other has discovered. It is so soothing to share in this way. In fact, our community has never felt stronger We have taken up a mantle that we offer things lovingly and we receive with great gratitude. We try to be as equal in that as we can be. And we enjoy hearing each other's growth points. It's so helpful 
to see how someone else has approached things. What a gift they offer by sharing. Please, sir, come. We have a gathering starting now. We would love to hear what you have discovered. Perhaps someone has something that they can share to help you feel a little better. And so the man took the boy's hand that was being offered and walked to rejoin the community. The land felt lighter to him than it had before. There was a feeling of a shift in the energy of the town, the feeling of the town. The harmony was evident. And he even witnessed people having disagreements. But he was amazed at how they had their disagreements. They were sharing their opinions lovingly, each sitting to listen, to really hear each other. And where they could not understand the other's perspective, they moved into their community. They sought wisdom from their peers to see if anyone else maybe had had a similar situation or had an insight that could help. They each acknowledged to each other how they both had places they needed to grow. And they respected that with each other. And they chose together an intention to find a solution that could benefit both, or at least be a solution they could each find some acceptance towards because they desired to live in harmony. They actually desired good things for each other and themselves. And so they went looking for peace. They went looking for a solution that uplifted. How unusual. What a change the town had undergone. And unseen behind this man witnessing his new town, strolled the humble one, smiling at the flowers, at the children, comfortable as himself on this day, in this place, with what was there. Needing no one to acknowledge that he had been the seed of the wisdom for he already found his own value in living his life the way he did. Sometimes someone would come up and thank him for how he had inspired a change in the town, and he received humbly and with gratitude and shared in a beautiful moment with these people. But he was happy to go about his life in this beautiful way, having all that he needed right where he was. Thank you, dear listeners, for receiving our story.
May the ideas support you in ways that you need. We are grateful for you. And we appreciate this interaction that we have with great admiration, love and appreciation for each of you. We will share with you again on the next show. Goodbye until that time. What a lovely story, so rich and full. So many seeds planted for us. And we can take this beautiful packet of seeds and sprinkle them as we go throughout the year. I'd like to take the remaining time we have in the show to pull out a few of these and talk to you about them. Of course, we can continue our dialogue on the website with the new comment section on lisavirtue.com and I look forward to engaging with you there. In the story, there was, of course, the man who became famous, the the guru-type man. And I overlaid many different ideas as the story was going along about this character. There were political figures, but I didn't really spend a lot of time on that one. For me, I was thinking more about figures in the spiritual world. Not a specific person, but a category of what's possible. I also looked at it for myself in terms of one road, an avenue that I could go down. Of course, I'd rather not. Things to be careful of things to watch out for. I know in spirituality, as so many more and more people start to find their new talents and get an interest in all the depths of what's available, they want to share their insights, their epiphanies, and what they can do. But as this is a big world and there's so many different kinds of people out there, there is always this room for possibility that people stray a bit from that pure spiritual path and allow the more, what I'd call the ego-driven or uh, the, the mind and the societal norms and, and dictates to drive them. Because of course, We've been programmed that way. That's what we've grown up in. Our society really encourages people to become famous and wealthy and to do what it takes to get ahead. And as we see in the parable, that you can go to lengths that start to counter your values. Or perhaps you hadn't been aware of the values and this is how it expands in a way that doesn't really serve. So it's very tempting to follow the hype because there's certainly everyone out there selling you on how to do it, how to become rich and successful and the formulas and the formats uh, to take to do that. 
But are they necessarily coming from this place of truth, this place of a pure intention? They're not always. So we need to, what I feel is being shared, is to be careful that we don't go beyond that, that core of what our intention is, to get caught up in things that don't really support and honor and value what you're really out there doing or sharing or wishing to be the experience of your true expression. So it invites us to look at how can we share what we're really called to share with integrity. And of course, it's not to say you can't become rich and famous while having integrity. That would be the ideal way, I would say. In relation to this, what I also got from the story was the idea that maybe we're focused a bit too much on what other people think of us. Does it matter that you become famous? Why is that drive there? As the character of the humble man shows us, he is able to live a rich, rewarding, fulfilling, happy life by living his principles. That he feels fulfilled and happy with who he is because he is living according to what he feels is right. He is living in this way that is full of gratitude. So if we are feeling valuable already within ourselves, I feel what's being shared is there may not be that need to be validated by the outside world. And as we've learned from spirit before, when you're feeling valued by your own self and you're living in gratitude, your best life unfolds for you. The things that are really called to be your experiences in a beautiful way just naturally come to you. So for the man who was full of bravado, as he comes back to that true nugget of helping people and living in a state of valuing himself and in gratitude, there is a world of possibilities open to him that will feel more aligned with his values, with what he knows is actually true. It could be to reach out to many people. It could be to be more on an intimate one-to-one basis, cultivating deeper relationships. There are so many avenues that it could go and feel right. There are so many gems in the story that I would love to talk to you about. The humble man really did offer a huge assortment something that did catch my interest just to wrap up with was how people were solving their conflicts. Can you imagine 
if this started to become a new way of doing things for everybody, for the world. Right now, that might seem very far away. But as Spirit always shares, it starts within each of us. If we start applying this in our life, then it grows, just like in the story. One man shared with a grandfather and grandson who were so inspired that they shared it with their family. And like that commercial from many decades ago, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and so on and so on. This is how the positive things can also spread. Within that small segment of this greater story, can you see possibilities for yourself to grow? Can you see new approaches that you can take to resolving conflicts? Maybe it starts with actively listening. Instead of simply defending our own position, needing to be right. I love that they said that the intention of both people was harmony, that they wished well for each other. So they're starting from a motivation of wanting to find a good solution. And so instead of clinging to the need to be right, they were willing to open their minds to truly listen and hear what the other person was trying to share, to look for any validity that they could get from that person's perspective and point of view. I see that as something really big. Can you imagine if people in the world really wanted to hear and integrate what someone else was sharing? to trust that we were all coming from a place of inner integrity, of wishing well for everyone, that we valued the harmony of the whole, that it was important to us, and that we validated another's experience and could accept that it might be very different. And in honoring their very different experience, to find ways to work together to solutions that could be acceptable for both. Really, really beautiful sharing there. And the way in which they integrate with the community for the conflict resolution, but in the story as a whole, the community really came together, desiring harmony, valuing each other, enjoying the variety of experiences that people had, valuing the differences. There are many examples of how people have fallen away from this intention of harmonious community, of our desire to be joyful together. And for us right now, 2020-2021, we've been given the opportunity of this pandemic. It's giving us a looking glass to see where we're at in that regard. Are we coming together? Are we separating? Is there a bit of both? It really does bring this subject to the surface for us to look at and address. So I'm really happy that spirits shared these different ideas that we can take from to integrate into our lives to help improve 
our situation, our dealings, our way of living. Hopefully we can find more joy, more integrity, more harmony. I'm really glad you came along on this journey with me today. As I said, there's so much to talk about. Let's continue the conversation. And then we'll meet back here for the next show to discover what new things Spirit has to share with us. Thank you for listening. For information on my guests and details of my offerings, as well as past episodes of Spirit Speaks and the show schedule, head to lisavirtue.com. That's L-I-S-A-V-I-R-T-U-E dot com. If you would like to talk to Spirit or create a deep transformation in your life, email me, lisa at lisavirtue.com. There's something so rich and wonderful in that personal connection that really makes you feel heard and known. I look forward to connecting with you, both personally and on the next show in two weeks' time. Until then, remember, live your authentic life.